but oh my gosh, if I have to make one more call at 8 p.m., I might actually die. <laughs> Is that fair to say? <laughs> that's, that's very fair to say. Hey, and welcome to A Thing a Month. I'm your host, Cody Kovar, and today I'm joined by guest co-host Kyle Pegram. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, I'm down here enjoying life and uh, taking this Texas heat day by day. Day by day, huh? It's been it's been toasty here in Texas for sure. Dude, it's been really humid actually around where I'm at. It's rained a couple of times and it has just gotten hotter and hotter and humider, humider and more humid. Yeah, absolutely. I, especially, I mean, you know, you're a coach, so I imagine that's a little more intense too. A lot of a lot of outside stuff, especially during the summer right now. Dude, I walk outside for like five minutes and I instantly feel like I'm an 80 year old man that just like jumped in the pool. Like I instantly <laughs> have to like change shirts and shorts because it's bad. So are, are you guys able to do anything right now? I know like Texas UIL rules are kind of wishy-washy. Oh dude, it's, it's all kinds of wonky right now, but, but yes, it's very limited, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, it's really hard to do anything especially football you know Mm -hmm. people are always close touching and like especially when you get into games like you you can't stay six feet away like oh cool in that case i'll just run for a touchdown you can't touch me ha 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 Mm -hmm. you know but uh are they allowing physical contact right now um not yet okay so we can't do anything one-on-one right now so like we can't do receiver dbs one-on-ones like nothing Mm -hmm. until the last day before pads so we start august 3rd and we go third fourth fifth and then on the 6th is the last day before pads, and that's the first day that we can do any type of one-on-one drills. And then the next day we can start pads, and then it lightens up a little bit. But everyone still has to wear a mask, even coaches. Gotcha. So are they still like like underneath the helmets and stuff? I Actually, I don't know. Like they, they haven't clarified because me and the coaches have been talking, and like when game starts, the only people – like every, everybody has to wear a mask but the 11 that are participating at that time. And so, like, I don't know if they're going to have to come out of bounds, you know, take their helmet off, mask on, helmet back on. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. That's really interesting. But it's, dude, it's going to be a pain. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, are are you as the coaches, like, telling everybody to, like, to stay safe? Because, like, I don't know what that looks like. Because, you know, if one person on our team gets sick, chances are the team gets sick. So, like, are you guys taking any, like, special precautions in that sense? Yeah, we're, first of all, we're just praying that no one gets sick because as soon as one person gets sick, our whole season shut down, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. Our, our strength coach has done a fantastic job with changing up workouts. So like, you know, everything was in the weight room and we were doing a lot of, you know, bench press. So people were having to spot and whatnot. He's changed everything to a lot more plyometric stuff. So a lot more outside. So we're able, we've been able to stay away from each other. So like he'll get We'll get the bars, and but we'll do rubber weights, and we'll go out and do all these exercises outside that are still targeting the same muscle groups, just not inside in close quarters. So we've still we've gotten lucky, and we've been able to adapt our workouts to accompany you know all this COVID whatnot and mumbo jumbo, mm-hmm. and so we've gotten very lucky. But we have to temperature them when they come in. We have to temperature ourselves. You know, us as coaches are having to wear masks. If we're in the weight room, but if not, if we're outside, we've had them all kind of spaced out on the football field and practice fields and whatnot, so we're not having to. But as soon as school starts, dude, it's going to all go back to masks and hand sanitizer and like crazy. And we're taking some kind of special cleaning product that the UIL suggested that's, you know, safe to kids to like, if it gets on their hands, it's not going to like burn them or it's not, it's not straight bleach or whatever. And we're spraying down the weight bars and spraying down benches and all that stuff after every workout. And so we're, we're having to sanitize everything heavily. 
right now still. What an interesting time this is. Oh, dude, it's it's taken workouts that'll take an hour to get done. With us having to do that, it turns them into like three-hour workouts. Yeah, but I mean, on the flip side, you know, you could be saving lives, right? That's true. We're, we're definitely keeping kids from getting sick because I know for a fact if we weren't having to wipe stuff down and stuff like that, you know these kids aren't washing their hands. Like, <laughs> you, you know they're not. And so it's it's prob- we probably need to keep doing it, in all honesty, maybe not as often. Mm-hmm. And it might actually help cut down on like flu and colds and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's insane what we're having to do right now. I saw something the other day about, um, you know, a lot of people are, are on the fence about whether or not schools should start back up. And, you know, I'm not here to to voice my opinion, but I saw a a, fun, a very, very funny meme um, that was about why we shouldn't have kids go back to school. And it's when someone said, someone's going to send their six-year-old to school with a Paw Patrol mask, and they're going to come home with a Spider-Man mask because they traded at lunch because they thought it looked cooler. Oh, dude, and it's like such a true fact for those little kids, <laughs> right? Oh man, yeah. It's just like like this mindless things that like are gonna happen. Like everyone's like, oh hey, uh, what's that in your lunch? Oh yeah, I'll trade you. Like I'll give you that. Yeah. And then like that's <laughs> ended like trading masks. And uh, I saw another thing that was like, for everyone who thinks that uh, kids are going to be safe, just imagine what kids would do. And it's like uh, someone said. I foresee a little kid like licking their hand and like chasing girls and saying COVID, COVID, blah. <laughs> Instead of cooties. Yeah, exactly. That's the new COVID is the new cooties. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. that's not awesome. COVID's a very bad thing, but I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> the joke. That, the joke. that's funny how it changes like that. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's what a world. What a world. What a unique time. Dude, it really is. Oh, speaking of unique times, uh, the unique times definitely made this challenge uh, very unique. Towards the end, especially, man, it's it's been a it's been more of a doozy than I definitely could have even thought. Yes, I agree. So, just kind of given some some context here, you know, life life moves and life moves fast. You know, you know. New houses, new homes for both Kyle and I. You know, Kyle got engaged very recently. There's just, life is just moving full force ahead. And sometimes when life moves full force ahead, it's hard to just get everything in. And that includes those phone calls. Uh, at least as far as far as I go, before before we start recording, Kyle and I did a little conversation about it. And I'm, I'm gathering the same thing from him, that this is such a good idea in practice, in theory... But practice getting it like executed is is a little more difficult when life picks up and goes full full steam ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's go ahead and kind of uh, kind of dig into that. We're done, right? We have we have no more phone calls to make according to this challenge. Uh, what are your initial thoughts, brain dump? Well, I still have one that I'm gonna make today, and then that's gonna be my last like official one of this. But like brain dumping it on you, dude. I I enjoyed it. I'm probably going to continue it. Now, definitely not going to do one a day. Like, it almost added a whole nother little level of stress to me that I didn't really want and I didn't think about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh, crap, I got to get my phone call. Like, I don't want to, you know, oh, crap. But I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I think it benefited. I think it benefited me in, you know, multiple ways. And I think it was nice getting a hold of people and stuff. And, and even if it was just people that I, I'm friends with already, that I just haven't talked to in a couple of weeks, like still it was, it was nice. Yeah, it really, I, I'm going to continue doing this as well. Definitely not every day either, 
but I didn't even get to call all the people that I wanted to. Um, a lot of the calls ended up being recurring. They're like, hey, this is really good. Let's do it again next week. And I mean, I don't want to say no, I love the person. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do that. And then I, I ended up getting a lot of recurring calls. And so I didn't even get a chance to call everybody that I had planned on doing. So I'm definitely going to continue this in a much more reasonable fashion because I don't think these challenges are meant to be reasonable. I think they're meant to like give you a habit, give you an idea of something. And then it's like, okay, how can I actually incorporate this into my life if I actually liked doing this thing? So now that I know that I like doing this, I think I'm going to incorporate it in a much more moderated fashion. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. So let's kind of think about, you know, how we got here. When we first started this, the, our initial impressions were, wow, this is going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. This is wonderful. And let's just get this bread, right? I don't think we said those exact words, but for all intents and purposes, that's what we said. Probably pretty close. <laughs> then our secondary impressions were, hey, this is still really good. It's a little bit harder than I thought, but this is still so good. There's, there's a lot of benefits, but it's a little bit harder than I thought. And now it has come to, this is amazing. I'm so glad we did it. But oh my gosh, if I have to make one more call at 8 p.m., I might actually die. <laughs> is that fair to say? That's, that's very fair to say. Okay. Usually I figured it would be like a back and forth discussion, like kind of like debating about how we felt the whole time. But I really feel this one is definitely straightforward in the fact that our lives were very much so in sync this month. And so there was really little give on both sides. Like it's it was very much so we had the same impressions pretty much the whole time. Yeah, this this really wasn't much of a challenge where one of us was going to excel a little more and one wasn't going to do as well or in any kind of way. This was really just a it was it was just a doozy for both of us, I feel like. Definitely a doozy. So, let's go ahead and talk about the 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 goods and the bads though, right? Let's talk about how this was a doozy and and how it's been, you know, a, a huge plus for us if it all has been, right? I haven't really picked your brain on that. So what would you say is the best thing to come out of this for you personally? I'm the type of person that I make I make friends quick. I trust people quick and all that stuff. So like, you know, like like me and you, I'd probably known you like, you know, I, I, I knew you for football, you know, and then and then we started hanging out. I was like, dude, this dude's my friend. So like it was pretty quick. But at the same time, when when I move on with my life and I, you know, scenarios change and stuff like that, like I feel bad for having to admit this, but unfortunately I move on pretty quick at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like friends from high school, as soon as I left high school, I kind of lost touch friends with college. I lost touch and stuff like that. And so this really made me kind of go back and think like, like, yes, it is good for me to move on with my life, but with people that I truly don't want to move on without, maybe I should stay in contact more. And it doesn't have to be like an everyday talking to you every day, you know, snap streaks, all this stuff. It's just, constant contact throughout you know the week or the month or you know just so when something big happens in someone's life you don't see it and you're like holy crap I didn't know that happened I haven't talked to you in six months instead it was like oh hey I heard you were talking about this or that there was a possibility man I'm so happy for you like that's great or I'm sorry that that happened I wish it kind of turned out a different direction like I, I think that's what benefited me the most mm-hmm there has been times during these phone calls where I've had a conversation with somebody and someone has said, hey, I haven't told anybody this yet, but insert whatever thing here. And it was like, 
man, they trusted me enough to be able to have that information again. Like they're saying, like, they're about to post it on Facebook and tell the world. And that's where I'd normally find out about stuff like that. But being able to have the conversation and be like, hey, I have really exciting news and I can't wait to share this with you. And it was just very much so it, it was kind of heartwarming again to be that close to somebody again. And that's things that you just don't get from the same level on Facebook, right? There's a different, there's a different, I mean, it's kind of a little bit selfish, I guess, if you want to like frame it like this, but the idea that you're having a conversation with somebody and getting the information firsthand, as opposed to like a Facebook post or a Twitter post or an Instagram post, where it's like, hey, here's the information that I'm sharing with the world, right? There's something that's just a little more personable about that, that feels just like that much better. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's like when you hear, um, it's like when you get a text from somebody, you know, and, and they put an exclamation at the end of it and you're like, oh, well, they putting that because they're excited or they're like, you know, one of those. Like it's hard to interpret, interpret words and it's way easier to interpret someone talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's that same type of thing, you know, like like there's only so much excitement you can put into a sentence or something on like a Facebook post or whatever. But when you're talking to somebody and they're like, dude, I can't believe this was amazing. This was like the best moment of my life. Like I, I'm so glad you were, you know, in contact with me to share it. It's It's so much more memorable and heartwarming in that way than just seeing it secondhand. Yes, I I definitely there is there is something that's a little more special like that. It's like it almost re-strengthens that bond kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And also I love being there for my friends. Um even if they're friends that I haven't talked to in five years. I just I, I love being able to support people and I know that you have that same mentality. Um, you've definitely been there for me. Like I remember whenever we first connected again, I said I, I texted you and I said like it was really good talking to you and I'm glad you're doing well. And then you sent me back a paragraph about like how much you like supported me and stuff like that. And like the specific things that we had talked about that day. And it was just like those moments let you know, like what kind of, what kind of friends these people are. And so I know that you're very much so that kind of supportive friend. And so I know that these kind of conversations would, would probably be very good for you and, and for people like who, who are the supportive types, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was a, um, there was a study done, uh, and apparently it had been done multiple times, but there was uh, an article posted on uh, inverse.com, and the study was done in the journal Pre- Proceedings of the Royal Society B, and it was published this Tuesday, and there was researchers at the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I Like, this is actually real. Um <laughs> The study of 13 mountain gorilla groups over 12 years finds that as social groups get larger, most relationships become distant with a few close ties. The pattern mirrors what happens in human social circles and suggests gorillas have a limit to the close ties they maintain. And I think this is kind of the essence of everything that we had talked about in terms of like our our social circles. Right. This is kind of like the idea of like the bubbles that we were talking about on the first yes, episode. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, you said something like you make friends easy, but also you distance easy. And I think that's not even a, a personality trait. I think that could be like a, a legitimate just happenstance like a humanoid of human psyche. type situation. Exactly, exactly. Because that would make sense, right? Like every time you move somewhere your social circles are just getting larger and larger and larger. Yeah. And that's why you have those like core few people who you keep up with over time. But also the bigger the circle gets, the smaller, like the smaller in the group of that like that inner circle. Right. Um, and I could be totally like misinterpreting this, this article, right. I, I, I could be totally wrong, but my interpretation of, uh, of the study is kind of just like, it's exactly what we're experiencing right now, especially yeah. during this challenge. Uh, it's, it's, 
it becomes an intentional act to reach out to those outside of the immediate circle because it's like the um it's the acquaintance pool gets so large and as yeah. a result the friend pool gets so large and as a result the close friend pool and the best friend and like the best best friends and then like the your family is in there too somewhere i know some people don't have close ties with their family but so just kind of like if we include that sort of thing right so as a result just there has to be a number at what point where it's like the closest 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 like where's that last circle kind of thing and i think yeah because right now especially the world is so crazy uh, i feel like it's easy to kind of say that the close circle is it's okay to only talk to your close circle friends and not branch yeah. out to like one layer removed or one layer moved or however many layers removed from that so i just thought that was kind of interesting that i stumbled across that article today and that fit like exactly what we were talking about this month no, dude, that's perfect because I feel like you said it best in our very first episode, how we were talking about, you know, how we know so many people and that, you know, we brought up the people that, that didn't do anything. We're just regular students. They probably have a much stronger and smaller like best friend group and ours is a little more limited because we have so many friends or acquaintances or good friends, but our best friend group is probably smaller. Dude, that's, I feel like you said that perfectly when you brought up that because that's perfect with what we're talking about like you said yeah and i mean like that our initial impressions on that like we didn't have any anything to base it on right it was just human observation and that has been mirrored in like the animal kingdom which shows that it could just be like instinctual it could be nature yeah. to do those things which is just very interesting that our observations are kind of aligning with 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 some studies to give us give us a little more credibility on our thoughts there yeah, for sure. I will also say that uh, I agree that the um, the rekindling of relationships is obviously going to be the best outcome with this. Excuse 100%. me. 100%. I mean, they're really... That was kind of the intention of this, and I think that for all intents and purposes, it worked. Uh, like, I, I had... I have talked to the people I have called so much more often now that it's almost kind of ridiculous like it's like oh I, I just feel like i have like best friends back and so that just feels so good and uh, so I, i'm definitely 100 percent that is the best thing to come of this but i will say there is something that i would like to say which is such a great thing to come out of this i am so much more confident during phone calls that it is absolutely insane like i am so much more aware of me speaking that it, it's just nuts like, whenever I'm having a conversation, I don't feel like I'm as much so in my head, really thinking about what it is I'm going to say next. I feel like I'm just so much more in tune with conversations, that conversations are easier just to flow. And I think that that might even benefit the podcast. I feel like there's less so times where I'm, I'm in my brain thinking about the words that are going to come out next, and I'm just letting the words flow a little more naturally. Um, it could yeah. be a good thing, it could be a bad thing, but I feel like I'm saying the word, um, less. I feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> taking less breaks and to pause and to really think on my words. And I feel like that's just going to benefit me in life. Like it's benefited to me in, at work significantly. Oh, I, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had more, uh, more calls lately that I've had to lead and I'm just so much more comfortable in those positions. And even if I feel like I, I don't, I shouldn't be leading those meetings because I don't have say X, Y, or Z reason. I, I, I would argue that I'm better now because of it 
uh, because of this specific challenge, just because of the way that I'm able to have conversations with people again. And I think that's something that I, I might have gotten out of practice with because, you know, at, at university, we knew everybody. It was such yeah. a small school. And so that thing kind of translated to this, whereas like going into the real world, I talked to less and less and less people. And then I went 100% remote and there would be days where I'd only talk to my wife. And so this kind of a spurred me talking to old friends again, and it kind of got me back out of my comfort zone. And then it also was like, hey, this is how conversation should go. Like it kind of got me over that awkward hump whenever you pass, whenever you're like 14 years old and like calling people <laughs> on the phone is awkward and you only text. It caught me back over that hump. So I, uh, I don't fear, I don't fear pressing the green button. I don't get that call anxiety like I used to. In fact, like I'm so, whenever I see a call, I'm like, oh, hey, I'll see who it is. 90% of the time it's a spam call, but I'll still answer it and say, hey, this is Cody, what's going on? And it's just like, <laughs> it just feels so natural now. And I will say like, that is going to benefit me dividends in the future. And I'm very excited about it. No, I, I, I agree. And I, and I think a lot of it comes out of, like like anything in life, it just comes out of the the practice of it. Like you know, we we were making phone calls. You know, we we were having to, but it 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 was to the point where we were doing it when we knew we were comfortable with it. Like the calls were with people we were more comfortable talking with, or we kind of had to, you know. And so we were just kind of like, okay, I, I have to. And so we weren't really growing from that situation. But when it when it put us in a situation like this, like okay, no, we're gonna do this where we're gonna call people. Every day for 28 days, I feel like it put us in situations where it's like, okay, I have to call these people. So I can't have a, a second thought of, oh, I don't want to call this person. I want to call this person. When it just kind of got us out of that. And so it made us adapt and made us get better at a skill that you would think in our generation people would be good at because of just the expanse of technology since our childhood. You would think people would be good at being on the phone but we're just not that good at it. And so like this helped in in other ways than just rekindling relationships. Like I think it grew us as a like as a a business person almost being able to make more business like phone calls, being more professional in those phone calls. I I'm glad that you've experienced a, a similar thing because I for a moment I was like this is really weird. Like I, I, I was genuinely like, I, I think this might be in my head a little bit, but if you're experiencing the same thing, I'm very glad. <laughs> no, no, trust me. It's, it's not just you. I would, I would get phone calls and like from like my principal, like superintendents wanting to talk about things and stuff. And I was like, Oh crap. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. I'm, you know, kind of being timid about it. Now I'm like, Hey, what's up, Miss Grisham? How you doing? Or, you know, like how, how is this all this going? Like it just made me more confident and more, I don't, I don't know. I, there's a word on the tip of my tongue that I just can't think of that just expresses it perfectly, but the only thing that comes out is confident. Mm-hmm. I think that's <laughs> I can't think of word. what it. No, I think confident but, is like the perfect word for it because that's that's legitimately how I feel as well. Because dude, I, it really has. Like I didn't think that was gonna end up happening. I was like, you know, we're gonna get one or two things from it, but that was that was one of those unexpected improvements from this challenge that. I think we both just kind of popped out of nowhere and we were like, oh, hey, this might actually be more beneficial than what we thought. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like it also makes talking to acquaintances a little easier. Yeah. Like we have uh, somebody who there is somebody who we regularly played with on Xbox Live, the other Kyle. And I didn't really know him very well. Like I know he's like he's a friend of Caleb's. He's a friend of yours. He's a friend of, of other people. But I didn't really know him very well. But like, 
it's easier to even like pick up and just talk to acquaintances. Like I feel like a lot of that awkwardness is gone in my brain at least. Because yeah. it's just like it's just another human. I'm just having a conversation. Like why why be yeah. worried about it? And so I'll, I I feel like more inclined to invite those people to play games even if I don't know them very well. I feel like it is a little bit easier for me to just say, "Hey, we bonded over something." And it's okay that like we don't talk very much, but let's let's play together right now. Like I feel like that's that's more appropriate now in my brain at least. I think my brain has done some like mental gymnastics to be able to get there, but it's there. <laughs> you went from not being able to touch your toes to doing the splits. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. No, I I think this has simply ex- like simply and easily expanded just our our regular conversation skills Mm -hmm. you know like like the simple conversations you know where where unfortunately there's a little bit of pause like you're waiting on the other person to say something you know like you know like you're talking to somebody you haven't talked to in a while and you're like hey how are you and they 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 say good and then you answer the same question and you're both kind of sitting there like waiting on the next person to say something (laughs) i think this experiment has got us more comfortable we can just kind of continue a conversation without being like are they going to talk I don't want to interrupt him. Wait, hold on. Oh, you wait. Oh, eat, uh, uh, you know, and you end up hitting one of those. So, like, I think it's helped. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm very glad that you feel feel similarly. So let's go ahead and talk about the worst thing that has come from this. Do you, have you felt anything that's like really? Is there anything on your brain when you think about any negative impacts of this challenge? Uh, not off the top of my head. Can I think of anything that I was just kind of like, oh, I hated this part of the challenge, or that made me not enjoy it. I mean. I had a couple uncomfortable conversations here and there, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you call somebody that you thought you were good with and kind of some bad blood comes up and ended up just kind of being uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. I think that comes from anything. So as of right now, no, I mean, you may something may say something, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that. But no, I, I can't think of anything negative. I think the, the thing for me was the the underestimation of how long some conversations would be and the underestimation of, in general, how busy I would be this month. I think that was really, that was what really got me. I think yeah. that I think that in order to do this properly, you have to be able to invest a significant amount of time. And, you know, some days I had, like, work meetings all day. Like, I got out of one, worked for 30 minutes, got another one. Got out of it, worked for 30 minutes, had another one. And so by the end of the day, I would be talked out. And so, like, I would be like, oh, I really don't want to talk to somebody new today because I'm going to be a drain. I'll talk yeah. to somebody who I've talked to a little bit more recently. And so I'll be able to say, like, oh, yeah, work still sucks, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's kind of just like the general idea, right? Is it's just sometimes it would be harder to have the conversations or muster up the the same gusto and energy I had during, like, the first half of the challenge just because life finds a way of getting getting in the way a little bit you know yeah and so i think the underestimation of time was definitely the worst thing that came out of this but it also kind of helped in a way because now i kind of am able to have an appropriate time frame and kind of mindset moving forward you know i definitely think having more energy during these conversations is helpful the conversations where i had a cup of coffee handy definitely were better than ones where i didn't Um, so (laughs) I think being lively is also good and conversations when the sun's still out tend to be a little bit better as well. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, think, I think once the sun goes down, people get kind of drowsy, almost like it's like their body kicks into that, Oh, time to start winding down to go to bed and whatnot. Even, even if it's like nine o'clock, it makes conversations a little harder. 
when the sun's down for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I do agree with that very wholeheartedly. I think, yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think it's just our bodies just naturally want to wind down and like there's no lights on and it's just easier to kind of get in that pattern of like, <sighs> that's a, this is people's relaxation time and most people yeah. don't want to have conversations now granted there are a couple night owls that i talked to where it was easy to have like the late night conversations like they, those went better but i think overall the general idea is when the sun's down people want to be in bed or they want to lay on the couch with their significant other and just like yeah binge watch <sighs> real housewives of beverly hills unfortunately <laughs> Solid show, solid show. Never watched an episode of my life, but I feel like that's intense and solid. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> of course, Cody. Of course, it's my it's my wife's favorite. Therefore, it is also my <laughs> favorite. Since as soon as you said you know the the whole night owl thing, that instantly made me think. So I did have two conversations, and they were on the complete opposite sides of the coast. And one of them is in Washington. He's one of Caleb's friends that I met through Caleb and all that stuff, and we ended up becoming pretty good friends. And dude, it's so weird talking to him. Because it'll be like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, dude, I'm freaking tired. Like, how are you not tired? He's like, I haven't even eaten dinner yet. It's like 6 o'clock. And I'm like, what the hell? Yep. And so, like, conversations with him were a little hard. Because I couldn't call him till he got off work. And he got off work at like 6.37. And so it's like 10.30, 11 o'clock. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to have a, a good conversation with somebody. And like you said, the time frames for some of these calls are so hard. Just because, you know, some will end up being 30 minutes some will be an hour and a half to two hours like dude it's hard for conversations like that and then it's the same thing with my buddy that's on the east coast like he was getting ready for bed and like dude i'm so tired i got work and i'm like what are you talking about it's like nine o'clock he's like dude it's 11 30 and you're like oh crap my bad so like it, it definitely kind of affected the whole nighttime and then the whole time zone thing that i didn't think was going to affect me ended up kind of kicking my butt a couple times yeah especially like you know places like arizona like realistically, Arizona should be in like the one hour behind us time zone. However, Arizona does not acknowledge daylight savings time. So they're <laughs> actually two hours behind us. And so it's just those things that are just so odd. Yeah, definitely, definitely time zones are weird. And I don't know. It's just coordinating your your friend base to this extent is always, always very difficult. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're getting people from all stretches of the world and saying, Hey, let's link up, let's link up schedules. Let's link up our days. And it just so rarely does it ever work out as perfectly as you think it would. Yeah. People are just so different inherently. And it's just, it's definitely more difficult than I even thought it would be. All right. Well, let's take a quick little break here and we'll come back and, and talk about the scale. Be right back. Alrighty, welcome back. Let's dive right into the aero scale. Let's talk about accessibility, Kyle. What are you thinking? So I started I started with the four, and then I, at some point I changed it to a three. It might have been as we were talking about it the first time. And every part of me wants to keep a three, but there's that slight little voice in the back of my head that's like, hey, that got really hard, and the accessibility part of this was challenging, so drop it to a two. But I think I'm going to stick with a three because I still found time on days I wasn't busy until 10 or 11 to make those calls. And so I still, I think I'm going to stick with a three. I, I'm inclined to agree with the voice in the back of your head. I'm going to give it a two. And the reason that I'm giving it a two is not because it's inherently inaccessible, but I think the idea of doing it every single day and being like a working productive member of society 
I think that is a lot to ask. That's a valid point. So I think for me personally, at least, like if I didn't work a full-time job, if I wasn't, if, if my job didn't demand so much time and sometimes in the evenings and sometimes weekends, I think this would be inherently a little bit easier, but because the job is just crazy and I've had to like, I've had to like change times with people so many times. I feel bad. Everyone probably thinks I'm a ginormous flake because I was in high school too. And they're like, oh, same old Cody. And it's like, oh, yeah. no, it's just job is like dragging me down a little bit. But also something to note is, you know, house moving, right? Like we bought a house and that's like a whole lot of time and a whole a huge, huge time investment, a huge time suck. And the amount of documents you have to sign, the amount of phone calls you have to make, the amount of all that stuff that you have to do, doing all of that after work is is pretty significant and so just the culmination of everything i think puts me personally at a two i think the idea of doing it every so often or like maybe like saturday and sunday i think that would be an easy four to five easy easy four to five but i think the idea of doing it as much as we did puts it at a two i think if you do the first 14 days it's a four it's a four if you do like the first 21 days, you get a three. If you do it for the full 28 days, the full month, I think you're, you're looking at a, a two. I, I'm inclined to bounce back between a two and a three as well. But I think if you're doing anything, if there's anything in your life that's as big as buying a house, you know, proposing, you know, moving on in some big grandiose way, like shifting between jobs. I know some people yeah. are, were doing that. It's so hard to kind of manage that. And so for that reason, for me specifically, two. Any other time, I would give it a three. But life has a way of getting in the way, right? So I think, you know, any big changes or transitions, this is a two without that. I agree. And and dude, like you said, if this was a weekend thing, this would have been so much easier. This would have been a five all the way down. Like it'd been so easy to make one call a weekend or two calls, like make a call Saturday, Sunday. Like that would have made this so much easier, but I don't think we would have got the benefit out of what we did if it would have been just a two a day thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. Let's dive into excitedness. I have a five and I think I'm going to stick with it. I was, I started at a four on the first one, just because I was a little hesitant. But then after the first 14 days, I bumped it up to a five. And I think I'm going to stay with it because I've, you know, I've truly enjoyed it. And I've been excited about them. Even even if sometimes they were later in the evening and I was, you know, oh, dude, I, I forgot I got to make that call type situation. I still was excited to talk to that person. I, I'm, so I'm going to stick with a five. I agree. I think this is one of the few times where the prospect of doing a challenge is as exciting as the actual practice of the challenge. I think this is there is something that's just so fun catching up and then just having those conversations with the people you haven't spoken to in so long. I think there is something that's really special there. And I'm I'm legitimately excited for all the people who I'm going to be able to catch up with in the near future. So yeah. I think I think, yeah, I think this is a five. Really and legitimately. Alrighty, let's hit that R. Let's get that reservations conversation going. That was so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's just let's just do reservations. <laughs> let's just act like that <laughs> first part didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> Can you go first on these next two? I kind of want to know what you're thinking before, because I'm I'm a little stuck. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think for me personally, as far as reservations goes. I think I'm giving it uh, a three and 
I think the three is is, is going to be pretty constant. Uh, like I said, tempted to bump it up to a four because, you know, accessibility and reservations usually correlate indirectly pretty heavily. But I think because it was a little bit harder than I planned on doing, that was like the reservation. But I think there's just so much good that comes out of it that I feel reservations slip away. Like there's, you know, there's that cell phone anxiety, right? There's the call anxiety. But because that slips away and it's easier to call people now and it's like the buildup isn't as intense anymore and like the challenge got easier. It, this is going to sound really weird and almost like counterintuitive to everything that I had been saying during this podcast. But as time went on, the challenge itself got easier it's just that it interfered with just general life happenings. So because the challenge got easier, I'm almost inclined to give that a two, but I think I'm going to keep it out of three. It's on the low end of the spectrum. It's like, you know, zero, one, two, three. I think it would be any lower. I feel like I would be lying to you any higher. I feel like that would just be an unfair disservice-ness on how I'm actually feeling. So I think yeah. three is, is right where I'm feeling. Well, what about you? Honestly, like as funny as it is, like you saying the challenge got easier throughout the entire time is is so true. Put it so backwards of everything we've been saying, but it's a true statement. I think we've said today because it really has. Like it, it really has gotten easier to talk to people, which is the whole challenge. But it's been harder to find time for it. And so I have a two for reservations right now. And as, as much as I, as much as what you said is true about bumping it to a three. I think I'm going to stick with a two just, just because like I kept it there the whole time and I wanted to change it a couple points, but I kind of like pushed through it. So I think a two for me is, is pretty solid. I think that's fair. I think everyone is going to have their own interpretations of how this goes. And I think yeah. it's going to correlate directly with how busy they are during this time. Um, and their specific life happenings, right? Like, like we talked about earlier, you know, four months ago, this would have been prime time real estate. It would have been the easiest challenge of this entire program would have been this Absolutely. in like April. Yes, 100%. So, but now that that's not the case, I feel like it's a little bit harder. So I feel like whenever people take on this challenge in their own way, I think their life happenings and then the general state of affairs in the world more specifically their country probably, but probably more so the world, I think that's going to have an impact on what their arrow scale would look like, right? Yes. So I think I think that, that too is definitely fair. Uh, I think, you know, you and I definitely had our, had similar happenstances like for this whole thing, but I think they were just different enough that I think that too definitely makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and like and, and like you said, like depending on how the, the busyness of our lives, like and there, I think the reason I lean more towards the two is like, I'm super busy from about seven to about one, you know, that's our workouts. And then, then I'm, then I have a little more free time. So like in the afternoons, it's a little easier for things for me to happen unless, you know, unless we're going to do something as a coaching staff or, you know, I'm getting ready to move, I'm packing and stuff. But like for you, that's still having to work, you know, the typical whole day type thing. It's like, you know, stop whenever you get done with this. And that may be later. I feel like your reservations, the, the three is more applicable for you just because of the way your lifestyle is right now and a little more busy. And honestly, like when you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, the two is perfect because I am not as busy in the afternoons when I'm having to make these, but still finding time around the other simple, smaller things around our life is what made it a little more challenging. <sighs> Being an adult is a little bit harder than you think sometimes. <laughs> 
Oh, adulting sucks sometimes. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's smack the O for outcome. I uh, I am going to give this a four, and that's not because I expected more out of it. I think that's just because I think there's still room for that five. I think there is still room for this to get even better as time goes on. So. I know it sounds weird. It's like okay, but like reflect on the challenge. I think retroactively, I still I still think that four is a really good number, because I, I think I think even almost revisiting this challenge would yield it a five. But when you consider everything that happened during this month, I think the four is where I'm gonna stay. I think there's there's how do I phrase this right here? I, every successive call is better and better, and it gets easier and easier. And I think there is just so much more room to grow that I think five would be almost like setting the expectation like I've peaked. But I think that four is still a good number because it still was so great. And four is a fantastic rating, but I still think there is room to grow. And I think we haven't hit that point yet where it's like, yes, 100%, I can't wait to do this again. But I think because this was hard, and this is not an easy thing for anybody to be able to pick up and do and just insert into their life. This is not just, you know, re- replacing a cold shower with a hot, or re- replacing a hot shower with a cold shower or replacing the type of food you eat, right? This is like a very active process and it takes a lot of brain power and it takes a lot of different stuff. So reflecting on it as a whole, four, but I think in time, doing this on a more regulated, moderated schedule and, you know, calling up different kinds of people from, from, from my past. I think that there is still some good to come out of this. And I think if this was the weekend thing, I think I might've gotten, might've given this a five, uh, or maybe it was like three people a week. I might've given this a five, but I think because it was so busy, a four, but if we alter it again for the future, where I start doing maybe three people a week, I think that's where the five really comes in because I think that's where like that optimal number lies. I'm also giving it a four. That's that's where I've had it this whole time. But but to me, I feel like dropping the number of calls might have actually made me drop the outcome. Really? Just ju- just just because being able to the 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 variety of of calls that I was able to get out in a week, I think is what made me enjoy it so much. I think limiting the number would have made me not as enjoy it as much because you know, like it's, it's not as you don't get as many calls in, so you don't get to talk to as many people. So that means those, those good experiences don't, the number doesn't go up, but at the same time, so like bad experiences might also go up. So like you might end up with more bad calls and you do good calls and that might kind of bum the whole situation. So like to me, the lower the number, I feel like would have made me drop it. Gotcha. But but also, I feel like also giving it a five kind of makes it seem like, like you said, I think peak was the perfect thing you could have said. Because giving it a five is saying like this month, calling these 28 people was the best we could do. And like anyone after that, it's not going to affect us. Mm-hmm. So like giving it a five almost makes it sound like, cool, I'm going to enjoy talking to you, but... You know, it's just not as great as when I had to. Mm-hmm. I think I think that the next continuation of this challenge on our own is what's going to make us enjoy it more, and what's going to make us want to come back later and be like, "Dude, that was that was a five. Absolutely. And so I think this is like the perfect segue. We both talked about how we will be continuing this in some capacity, but 
how will you be continuing this? Like, what does the future for the A Friend a Day look like for you? Like, how are you going to incorporate this? Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to incorporate it in, in my uh, my life for the, you know, a long time if I can. But I think right now I'm going to, I'm going to stick to the weekend thing. I'm going to try and on the weekends, you know, if, if things aren't crazy and I'm not having to run all over the place and I still might find time, but I still might try and call a buddy or two on the weekends. And even if it's somebody that I've talked to, you know, within the last month, it doesn't, it, I don't feel like for me, it has to be someone I haven't talked to in, you know, a while, mm-hmm. but just simple conversations with people that, you know, I don't get to see every day. So, so people like you, for example, you know, we don't live particularly close, but we also don't live particularly long ways away from each other, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not in daily contact. I feel like conversations between us, you know, once or twice a week is, is pretty, you know, applicable for like our situation. And I think that's what I may try and do. Absolutely. I think that's definitely the thing moving forward. It's not just calling the the older friends anymore, but it's keeping the relationships that we currently have going alive, right? It's keeping, keeping, keeping the, the close friends still close and, but also making sure that you don't neglect the ones who are not as close or maybe who have gone out and fallen into a bigger circle. So I definitely think that is the move. And I definitely think that's what I will be doing as well. I think, I think an execution, I think a couple times a week will be what this looks like for me. The idea yeah. that just grabbing a, cu- a couple people and maybe throw a new person in a week or maybe maybe even not, maybe a new person a month, right? But I definitely think reaching out to old people and uh, not old people, um, I mean, call your grandparents, <laughs> folks, but I think reaching out to uh, the older friends is definitely really good. But I-, I think that this challenge definitely was played in such a way that it does neglect the people who you're closer with, right? I think that, yes. and that was kind of by design. It was an idea to like, you know, help expand that, that close friend circle a little bit. But I think moving forward, this has given me the idea to be more intentional with the closer friends as well. I, I agree. And and I think for both of us, it, so our hobbies make it a little easier. You know, us, us playing Xbox together and Xbox Live and being in parties with each other, it makes it easier because honestly, if I didn't play with you and some of your friends and some of your like relatives, I would never know. And now I thoroughly enjoy, you know, hanging out with some of your buddies on Xbox. And like we talked about Kyle earlier, like it's the same way. Like it's, I feel like us doing that kind of helps us expand our, you know, our, our friend group. And then it makes it easier to talk to people like, oh, hey, we, they wouldn't answer my, you know, like they were, they were busy, you know, so-and-so when I could call but I'm in this party with somebody, hey, why don't you join and we'll talk for a little while. And you can do it through a an even more lighthearted way of than just a straight conversation. You can do it while you're doing something else. And so, dude, I think that helps, honestly. Absolutely. Definitely more more passive more passive mediums to have conversations that aren't so direct. It's a little more lighthearted. Uh, it doesn't have as great a potential to get a little deeper and stuff like that. And I think that's really good too. I think, I think those conversations are definitely necessary. Uh, And I think that's also what's kind of like attributed to some of the easiness of conversations as well is, you know, you and I and Caleb and, and Kyle and Justin and Ty, and I can insert so many different names here of all the people who we play with on a, on a somewhat regular basis. I think having those conversations and keeping those friendships alive has definitely, definitely made this whole thing feel even better right because i haven't felt like i've neglected any of my closest friends i felt like i've been able to you know talk to you uh, on a pretty consistent basis and so i'm like yeah you know I've, this feels good i i don't feel like i've i've strayed too far from who i was during this time in an effort yeah. to reach out to some of the people in the past so i think i know what the answer is 
but would you recommend this to somebody? hundred percent without, without a hesitation. Would I recommend this to anybody that's listening? I, I, I'm on the same boat. I, I think this is a fantastic idea. I, I might say modify it to your schedule, but I think that also gives people an out and like in a way that they probably wouldn't execute it yeah. to its fullest extent. So this particular challenge, yes, but make sure you're doing it at a time when life isn't going to become a whirlwind. I would definitely recommend this when a time where it's like you have a consistent routine and things look a little easy and pretty consistent able to do that. So I think that I would recommend this. Just make sure you're in for the ride and make sure you don't give yourself an out. I, I agree. I think I think if someone's going to do this, they need to do the full challenge. They need to do the full 28 days and, and, and push through it no matter how hard it is or how easy or, or whatever it is for their life and then continue it in their own way. Because I feel like without the, the accountability of having to do it daily makes it almost too easy to, oh, I'll just, I'll just call them tomorrow. And then you might have lost something really cool. So like, I, I think people need to do the challenge itself first and then continue with their modified version later because it just makes it so much better later on. You said the absolute perfect thing. It's this, this challenge removed the, oh, I'll just call them tomorrow mentality. And I think that I'm so far removed from that now because I don't think that I'll just call them tomorrow now that I totally forgot that that even existed. And I yep. think that is definitely why this challenge, you should do this challenge first because before you do the modification, you that was absolutely perfect. I, I listened to Kyle, listened to him. That was that was perfect. From, from somebody who just did this challenge, he summarized it perfectly. The reason you need to do this challenge is to remove that I'll just call them tomorrow mentality. Yes, 100%. You're beautiful. <laughs> All right. Kyle, do you have any final thoughts on the matter? No, other than I enjoyed it and thanks for letting me be a part of it. It it changed my outlook on on phone calls to doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I could uh, make adulting a little bit easier for you along the way. And uh, thank you for coming on. It was genuinely an enjoyable experience, and I think that you were you were quite the perfect guest for this specific challenge. So, that being said, I have been Cody. And I've been Kyle. And if you have any questions, want to give feedback or suggestions on new monthly challenges, you can reach me at all social media at Mr. Kobar. Kyle, where can people reach you again? I have Facebook and Instagram. I'm not a I'm not as social media empired as Cody, but <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me at Kyle Pegram4 on Instagram and Kyle Pegram on Facebook. Y'all can hit me up, ask any questions. I'll be more than happy to talk about our experience on this amazing podcast. Absolutely perfect. Well, before we head off, I would just like to issue a congratulations again for, for your engagement. The lines between Adam guests and the degrees of separation between all of my hosts is slowly blurring. Um, <laughs> Kyle is now engaged to my previous challenge host, Caleb Inman's sister. And also, Caleb Inman is Kyle Inman's cousin. And so... Kyle Pegram is engaged to Megan, who is Caleb's sister, who is also Kyle's cousin. <laughs> so the the lines are blurring for sure. <laughs> it's 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 been confusing because you, you have to remember Kyle was my roommate as long as friend, and then Caleb was my buddy before Megan. Yep. So there's all kinds of funky lines and blurred ways. <laughs> this is all working out. Yes, this is this the, the web. The web of, of people is very intense here. But I'm I'm just I, I I'm so happy for you guys and for what the next step of your life holds. So again, congratulations. 
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Also, as far as next month's challenge goes, I will be taking off the month of August for uh, Adam. There is so much going on in life right now that I feel like I would be doing any challenge a disservice for the month. So I am going to move into the new place, get everything situated, get get the work life situated, get the home life situated, and uh, hopefully the world can calm down a little bit during the month of August, and then I'll be right back at it in September. We'll be ready to go and, and hit the ground running. I'll definitely be able to give you guys an update on what that challenge is in the very near future. I'll keep you guys posted on Twitter. That's where I'll be announcing the next challenge. So look out for that, and uh, see you guys in a month.